This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. The topic for today is going to be the three types of recommended spiritual reading. Obviously, 
Um, well, to those of you who are uninitiated, when I, when I talk about spiritual reading and the spiritual life, I'm talking about the pre-Vatican II Catholic um, spiritual reading and teachings. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. So, to those of you This is, I want to, I want to be very careful about how I word this. This topic that I'm talking about, if you are already a set of a contest or a pre-Vatican II Catholic uh, church Catholic and you're thinking about embarking on the spiritual life then these are the these are the three types of readings that you take this for what it's worth that I think are absolutely necessary in order to grow spiritually however that does not exclude people who may not be a set of a contest, you know, Protestants, Vatican II types, or for that matter, even Neotrads, from listening to this episode. However, if you are not a set of a contest, I want to give you this disclaimer. If you are a Protestant, and you do not recognize Catholicism as the one true religion, if you attempt to use these resources that I'm giving out, and by the way, if you are Protestant, I'm going to let you know I'm a former Protestant myself. So if you do not recognize the truth of Catholicism as Jesus Christ's truth, I would say that your results are going to be minimal at best and non-existent at worst. I'll put it that way. If you are Vatican II or a neo-traditionalist, once again, I'm going to put forward this disclaimer. I am former Vatican II. Oh, I am aware of what I'm, especially in this regard. You're going to have, you're, at least as a Vatican II member, you're going to have a foot in the right direction. But unless... 
you recognize that the Vatican II Council is being heretical and everything that came out of it being heretical. And if you're even remotely aware of the theology in the Vatican II sect, then a lot of what I, well, yeah, basically a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is going to sound like a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of heresy, blah, 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 blah. Once again, your, your results at best are going to be minimal. At worst, you're not it's 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 it's, it's going to be non-existent now i do realize to those of you who who have sampled both of my podcast channels you're probably going to say to me well you know you were able to find the truth you know um without without uh, doing a lot of intense research. And I want to put this disclaimer out there um, that God and His Blessed Mother gave me a lot of singular graces. And the reason I would use the word singular, that means individual. Meaning that they took they took pity on me and they gave me the graces to, to make these necessary adjustments. I would never advise people to complacently assume that they are going to receive the same graces as I have received. For one thing, God deals with us as individuals. So what works for me may not work for you. But secondly, attitudes and, and um, outlooks are going to be different amongst individuals. So I strongly urge... Um, obviously, people are going to do what they want to do to begin with. So maybe I'm wasting my breath, but um, I'm putting the disclaimer out there that um, if you think that you can take any this 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 just this just doesn't go for the original podcast. I'm sorry, for, for this podcast. It also goes for my original podcast. If you think that you can disregard what I talk about and go on your merry little way and do what you want, like I said, we're all individuals. You do what you want. However, I would I would suggest that um I would suggest that uh 
what unless God or his blessed mother gives you a singular grace, you're probably going to end up wasting your time and causing yourself a great deal of mental frustration and anguish. But you do what you want. Now having said this, If you are interested in um, expanding your spiritual life, I'm there. There are three types of reading, and and I, I need to make one more disclaimer. Everything that I'm talking about here is not off the top of my head. It is absolutely not off the top of my head. And in this episode, I'm going to give resources in the show notes. Now, I realize that not every episode on this uh, particular podcast has had um, resources. But that is why I strongly urge anyone who listens to this podcast to listen to the original podcast, St. Longinus' Baptism. Because I give resources in the, the majority of the show notes on that one. That's why I say this is not a new This is not a new approach. This is not a new podcast. This is a continuation from the original. And that's why in some of my episodes, I don't bother to give resources. First of all, as of this recording, I believe I'm on 14 episodes. Um... So, anybody who's interested in the concepts that I'm talking about, just by sheer necessity, would have to check out the original podcast to get a full context of the, the, of the um, concepts that I'm speaking about. So... But I will be giving I will be giving resources. And as I've also stated in earlier episodes that um for for the for this um new podcast or I'm sorry, for this continuation of my old podcast. I will give resources where I feel it is necessary. Okay? So, and honestly speaking, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, a lot of what I've covered so far, I, I think if, if, you, if you have, you know, a little bit of common sense, you would recognize a lot of what I've talked about does not necessarily need uh, resources. 
They are just basically generalized thoughts and observations. They are not actual concepts in the traditional sense of the term. Therefore, it is not necessary for me to list resources. But, anyhow, so let's, let's start the topic off. The first type of recommended spiritual reading, and not only is this a type of spiritual reading, it's also a principle. Once again, I know I say it ad nauseum, in order to get a deeper dive, you need to go to the original podcast in order to do a deeper dive. But not only is this first, this, this, this is the first spiritual book, type of spiritual book you should read, and it's also the first principle in the, in the um, pre-Vatican II Catholic spiritual life. And that is the concept of divine providence, the necessity for complete and utter surrender to his divine providence, and uniting your will with God's divine providence. Now, to some listeners, this may seem like a repetition. Believe me, it is not. Because... If you, you can understand in principle the concept of divine providence, but without understanding the concept of uniting your will to divine providence, now I hope and pray that at least you take the first step in recognizing the need of understanding divine providence. But in, in addition to that, you need to recognize that you, that you need to surrender your self-will to divine providence in everything. Now, what I'm talking about when I talk about divine providence, it's in the Our Father. Now, even the most backslidden Protestant should know the Our Father prayer. And the part where it says, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning, obviously, God's will is done in heaven perfectly. But when he says, or I'm sorry, well, yeah, because Jesus was the one who gave us this prayer. When he says, on earth, what he's talking about is, is that the followers of himself must surrender their will on earth while they are on earth to his 
Father's divine providence. And not just his, because everything goes through the Father to him, our Lord Jesus Christ. So therefore, not, you know, when, when he talks about his Father's will being done, his Father's will is given to him. So, because their wills are united and not separate, when, when you are trying to surrender to his Father's will, you're actually surrendering to his as well. That's as simple as I can put it. But there, there, um, by the way, these three topics, I'm going to have to be brief with them because I want to keep these episodes in, in a relatively digestible manner. The concept of divine providence, one of the concepts is nothing on earth happens. Nothing on earth happens that God has not willed. So the Vatican II Council, God willed it. The um the great, you know, the 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 great reset, um the World Economic Forum, all the ills of society, God has willed. Now, this is why it's uh, why it is imperative to understand divine providence, because to the ignorant, what I just said is going to sound like, "Well, he can't will bad." He. Just because he willed it does not mean that this is necessarily bad. This is why I, I said the spiritually ignorant. Because once you start researching divine providence, you will come to understand that Part of divine providence and part of surrendering our will to divine providence is that even though a situation or a person may seem bad, that these things are put in our lives so that we may grow spiritually and that nothing that happens through divine providence Nothing that happens through divine providence that some good is not going to come out of it. That's why I said the spiritually ignorant because to the spiritually ignorant they're going to say, well, if they're even aware of Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset or Vatican II for that matter, they're going to think, well, Vatican II destroyed the Catholic Church or the great race set is, is a commie plot and it's, you know, well, just because these are bad things in and of themselves does not mean 
first of all, that God's will will not be done through these bad bad things. And secondly, that spiritual good will not come out of these things. So, I cannot... This is why I am urging. It's, it's the number one principle in the spiritual life. You have to understand divine providence. And what I hate... This causes me a great deal of uh, discomfort to admit this. A lot of people who consider themselves set of a contest don't, aren't even within spitting distance. Or, for that matter, they're not even within a football field's worth of distance about the concept of divine providence. And what makes this even worse is, is they absolutely, well, I'm not, I'm not going to make a uh, broad brush. It would appear by their actions and their behaviors and what they say that they have no interest in getting a better concept of this. This is why in my original podcast, I go off on set of a contest so hard because until you're willing to surrender your own will to God's, you're never going to understand the concept of how even bad things um, work, to work for God's greater glory and exaltation here on earth. And what makes it even more embarrassing for me as a person who takes my set of contism seriously, this is even stated in Paul's epistles, one of them at least, probably several, where he said, um, God's will works and I'm probably massacring the quote, but he said basically, oh, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for reminding me. All things work together for those who love God. Meaning, no matter how it, you know, how outside uh, circumstances may appear to us right now, does not mean that Number one, God did not allow these things. But number two, that good things are not going to come out of them. And this is more aimed at the set. Well, actually, anybody who, you know, no matter how erroneous they are, who considers themselves Catholics. The movement which is known as Sedevacantism to the uninitiated, Sedevacantism is pre-Vatican II uh, church council, Catholic church council, Catholicism, would not even have come to, into existence if it were not for God's divine providence. And that it would not have come into existence 
if it was not a direct lifeline to pious and devout Catholics who recognized the errors and the heresies of the Vatican II Council. God was, was throwing pious and devout Catholics of that era, well, uh, since the Vatican II Council, I'll put it that way, a lifeline. But that does not mean that this lifeline he has thrown us is is in, in, in any way that we're just supposed to hang on to the lifeline and just stay where we're at. We're supposed to use that lifeline to reach the Ark of Salvation, which is the Heavenly Kingdom, or the one true Catholic Church, Sedevacantism, or pre-Vatican II Catholicism, whatever you want to call it. But there are a lot of Sedevacantists. They, and here's the thing. As I said before, everything that I'm talking about right now, everything that I talked about on my original podcast, is not coming off the top of my head. This is through listening to Sedevacantus, uh, bishops and priests, and reading traditional, or I'm sorry, pre-Vatican II Catholic spiritual teachings and writings from saints and from priests and monks prior to Vatican II of course so none of this is my interpretation none of this is my spin if you do the requisite research you're going to find that everything that I'm talking about is verifiable uh, just as a quick aside, I feel the need that I need to get this out here. When I list my resources, the resources are there so that if you bother to look at them, that you can recognize for yourself that I am not a misleading grifter trying to lead you astray. You know, that I am not just, uh, that I am not just some uh, narcissist who's making stuff up off the fly. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm trying to mislead you or, uh, you know, um, lie to you or any of that for my own personal benefit. But. As I said in a previous episode, you have to be willing to, to do a little work and make sure, you know, absolutely that what I'm telling you is the truth. If you want to be lazy and say, eh, this sounds like a bunch of garbage and, and not even bother to, to look into what I, the resources I give you, well, the consequences are on you. 
My conscience is clear. I'm giving you the truth. What you do with that truth is up to you. How you deal with that truth is up to you. I can only point you in the right direction. You have to be willing to take the first step forward. Now, uh, let me see. I, can, I cannot stress the importance that, like I said, it, the, the, the concept of divine providence, unless, if, if you intend on barking on the pre-Vatican II Catholic spiritual life, until you understand the concept of divine providence, um, you're you're not you're not going to get very far. You're not going to get very far at all in the spiritual life. And to you, Vatican II types, oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Vatican II types too, but mostly Protestants. As I said earlier, I'm a former Protestant. And because Protest the Protestant theology is subjective, talk to any one Protestant and you'll get however many Protestants there are out there interpretations of divine providence. Here's the key. The, the reason I absolutely hammer home the necessity of having the correct doctrine and dogma when it comes to Christian theology, and when I say the word Christian, I'm doing it for the benefit of the Protestants who are out there and the Vatican II sect members who are out there, because to them, Christianity has a vague and generalized meaning. When in fact, Christianity has a very concrete, very narrow, and very direct meaning. But for your sake, I'm going to say this. Without the correct doctrine or dogma, when it, in relation to God's truth... This is why I gave the disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. You're never going to have, you're never, without, without a, a understanding of the correct truth, you're not going to be able to have a correct understanding of what you're being taught. And my uncle who was Protestant, is a prime example. Because he held on to the Calvinist heresy of double predestination. That God made people for the direct purpose of putting them into hell. And that um that uh, 
if if you were pious and devout that that was God's will for you and that you you had you know you didn't make any decisions you didn't have you know you were that way because that's the way God made you that cheapens grace that that muddies the understanding because the spiritual life never stops growing so if you get to the point in your spiritual life where you're like okay I've learned everything I need to learn no you're wrong but a Calvinist would say well that's God's will he got me to where he wanted me to go that's it I'm done Now, obviously, this is a very brief example. But I have two other, two other uh, principles I need to get to. And it's going to have to do. But everything I talk about works together. To a lot of people, even if they've been on both of my uh, podcasts, to them it's going to seem like, well, you know, he's all over the map. Nothing really, you know, there's, there's nothing underpinning this. And if that is your outlook, I would suggest that either you haven't been listening carefully or... That you're spiritually blind. Because. Once again. I'm a very plain speaker. And I, I'm not in the habit of saying things I don't mean. And I'm not in the habit of talking about things. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Everything that I talk about. From my original podcast to here. Are all interrelated. But it's going to take some work. And some effort. And some diligence. On the part of my listeners to, to, to see how this all comes together. So let's just say that you are a set of a contest and you start off, which you should, reading about divine providence, and you you realize, like anything else. You need spiritual maturity to come to a better understanding, but at least you could you you have a dim understanding of divine providence. The second type of spiritual reading is the spiritual life. And for that, if you're totally and completely unaware of um, the type of spiritual reading that you should start off with, once again, everything will be in my show notes. I recommend for beginners a little booklet called My Daily Bread. It's $11. It's sold. I, I Even Tan Books sells My Daily Bread. You can... You can get this in any, you know, uh, 
You can get it on Amazon. You can get you can get it anywhere. It, it's not hidden. It's a good beginning primer for the spiritual life. Obviously, there are other books on the spiritual life. They're really too numerous to list. However, I believe, I, I do believe on a couple of the platforms, and I've, I've even given my Telegram channel, I always encourage people, if you have questions, contact me. If you have questions and you've made no effort to contact me, if, uh, assuming, of course, that they're you know honest questions, you have no one to blame but yourself. I, I, I give ways to contact me. So if you have questions and they're not being answered and you haven't tried to contact me, that's not on me, that's on you. Um... But there, if, if you're beginning in this, the uh, pre-Vatican II Catholic spiritual life, I highly recommend, if you're unfamiliar, starting off with My Daily Bread and then um, see, see where that takes you. Because that's another thing, too. Um... God deals with us as individuals. That's another concept that people need to get hammered into their head. Is what works for me may not work for you, but that does not mean what works for me that doesn't work for you, you discard what I'm trying to tell you. What that means is, is you take it the next step and asking God and His Blessed Mother for direction and the Holy Ghost, where, where do I go from here? So, that is my suggestion. Start off with that if you're completely new. And honestly speaking, if you're deep into the, the pre-Vatican II spiritual life, this episode, I'm not probably talking about anything that you haven't already heard about or learned yourself. But hey, you never know. I might raise an issue that you hadn't thought of before. And then the third type of spiritual reading is understanding mental prayer. Once again, this is not something that I'm making up. This is not something that uh, I'm, I'm inventing off the top of my head. This is recommended by all the spiritual saints. This is recommended by um, pre-Vatican II uh, spiritual writers, priests and monks. The necessity of mental prayer. 
ออมไรท์นาวออม I am reading a book, and like I said, everything's going to be listed in the show notes. The Ways of Mental Prayer by Reverend Don. I'm sorry, Dom Vihat V. Vidalis Lahodi. I'm probably massacring the middle name. Don't worry. Like I said, I'm going to list the book in my show notes. So. Even though I might have massacred the middle name, his name and the title of the book are going to be in the show notes. And once again, um, unless I don't give you any sh- any resources in the show notes, at the very least, you should be checking the show notes because even if I don't list resources, I give a better explanation of what. The topic of the day is going to be so that you can look at it and decide. Well, this sounds like something that's going to be fruitful, or this is something that I could probably pass on. So, those are the three types of spiritual reading. Um, and there's also going to be a podcast that I have referenced several times on my original podcast channel. This, if if you are interested in deepening your spiritual life, or even, or even if you're new to to it, I. I cannot, I cannot uh, tell you how invaluable this this podcast series is. I cannot, I cannot recommend to you how invaluable this podcast series is. Um, because in 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 my own evolution in the spiritual life. Um, this this podcast the the best way I can describe it is is being outside in pitch blackness with no moon and no stars, and having a flare shot up into the sky. It it was like that. It was like groping around in the dark and somebody giving you a source of light. So, this is. Uh, I'm going to wrap up this topic. And. I hope and pray that you get something out of this. And if you've given me almost 45 minutes of your time, take it for what it's worth. I do appreciate it. And once again, I don't care if you agree with me or not. If you at least gave me a fair listen, 
you know, I'm going to be man enough to say thanks for listening anyway. But I, I hope and pray that you guys get something out of this. I, I hope and pray that this, this gives you the start of something fruitful. Um, take this for what it's worth. I do care about you guys as much as a failed, flawed individual can care. Sinful individual at that. Um, I do pray for everyone and I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. So, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Oh uh-huh.